This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. But they can't see us yet. Okay. Yeah, I like I like to get that going and... Uh... Okay. And yeah, then make I like, sure, I like to get that going and, and then make sure all the sites connect. Media res. That's what it's called when you when you drop right into an action scene. It's... Uh nice. Er. Yeah, so all, all the sites are almost connecting here, so we'll be completely live with them able to see us in about ten seconds. It's exciting. <laughs> and here we go. We are officially live. What's up? What's up, Phil? Hey, Rob. How's it going? Good. I haven't seen you in all of five minutes when we filmed the, your episode of Game Master Tips. Just five minutes ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah it, it seems like it seems like six. Yeah, it just it seems like six minutes ago. But, no, but... uh. Anybody tuning into the live stream here, let me get the chat going. Let me open the chat. Uh, definitely join us on YouTube. If you're seeing this on Twitter or Facebook or Twitch or whatever, uh, you can join us on Twitch or YouTube. Either one of those are great for the uh, the chat function. And feel free to ask questions and join us. Um, today is a special episode because I have my buddy Phil McCracken with me. And uh, this is Cyberpunk Uncensored the podcast but sometimes i like to stream video live and then pull that for the podcast and that's exactly what i'm doing with this episode (laughs) (laughs) even though even though i know you said you you have a face for radio i like pulling it pulling it out in in front of the camera letting people see you (laughs) but yeah let's uh let's get into it i wanted to uh you know we did that game master uh, tips episode, which was all about you know campaign building, or at least making some key points and tips to your process of campaign building. I thought that went awesome. But what I'd like to do definitely, here definitely. is maybe get a little more background on you, get you know a little personal stuff. And I know we've kind of we've gotten into that a little bit before. You've been on you know other episodes of the podcast, and we got to talk about our passion for cyberpunk and and all that stuff. But I'd just like to kind of go over that again, just give people a. a you know, background of when you started cyberpunk and coming up till now, if, if you wouldn't mind. Oh, I, I, I love to do it. Love to do it. Um, uh, hi, I'm Bill. I'm an alcoholic. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, I'm a cyberpunkaholic and there you go. That's the one smash. <laughs> I have, uh, been gaming since 87, but I started running cyberpunk in 88. Um, during that first year, I played numerous games, uh, Mostly sci-fi superheroes, a couple of like fantasy, like Palladium fantasy and things like that. And then in 1988, there was this game that someone told me about. Hey, there's a game where you can be cyborgs or cops with cybernetics and all this wild stuff that I had never seen before. And it was cyberpunk. So the weekend that it debuted, my friends and I jumped into this little Scirocco, if you're not old enough to know it's a really crappy car. We all piled into the Scirocco and drove to our local game store, 
all pile up on top of each other and I grab the first big black box set that I've seen. Well, it's my first big black box. Grabbed it, grabbed a couple of uh, supplements, Solar Fortune and Near Orbit. And that that day we went back to uh, my friend uh, Keith's house and tried to run it. And that's been 32 years ago. Well, 32 years approximately. And I was terrible. <laughs> I had never I had never run a game before in my life. I had played a game, but the intricacies of being a game master didn't come to me at that point. But I'm telling you this because I want anyone who's starting out as a GM and you think you're not good, persist. Yeah. You know, persist, persist, persist. You will get better at it and your love will make you better. Yeah, that's a great point to make, you know, like nobody starts out doing anything amazing and perfect and you know, like you gotta you gotta work it out, you gotta figure it out. But that's awesome that you've been uh playing since it came out, you know. And I, I pretty sure we went over this before. I mean I know uh you dominantly GM versus playing, but you enjoy GMing more than playing and do you or is it just that you just never really get a chance to play as much as GM? I don't get a chance to play as much as I GM. Uh um I've played it maybe two dozen times in all these years. Wow. So in, in three decades, I've played it maybe a, two and a half dozen times. Wow. Well, damn. So I would really love to play it because I, I want to play a Prowler, which is a uh, subcategory of Fixer. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, that's never happened. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm actually working on trying to put together a possible one-shot thing and this other plan I don't want to talk about yet, but involving uh, GMs and us kind of rotating and doing one-shots and getting to play and it might be kind of a fun thing. I'll have to fill you in on that because I'd love you to be part I of it. Like yeah. I like the sound of that. Yeah, well, because you know how it is. You know, once you start GMing and you get into it, and it's fun. It's its own beast. You know, I love it. But when you when you get into that, you know, you rarely play. You start really just focusing on the campaigns and it takes a lot to keep up and create and if you're like me you know streaming uh two teams weekly uh mm -hmm. it, it can it can be a lot you know and that's i barely have time to do you know play other games and it's also not easy to find uh gms i mean in this day and age it's different than when me and you were kids you know you can totally get online and find people but back in the day you know uh, you, well see i was fortunate enough because i was part of a gaming club the only gaming club that baltimore had at the time and uh so we were about 30 strong at its at its max. And nice. I was the only guy with the cyberpunk books. So I de facto became the cyberpunk guy. And even when people, you know, had a chance to buy it. No, we won't buy it. Phil has the books. And you know, yeah. still stuck as GM. Not stuck. Uh, still playing as GM. Yeah, yeah. When you do, uh, well, I guess you kind of said that with the Prowler Fixer. You know, the subcategory of of a fixer but it, what's your favorite you know role whether to play or to gm just kind of what's your favorite role in general and if it is fixer you know what's your second um i guess my first would be cop really because yeah because you know cops you can literally take them in any direction you could be the corrupt cop but that's too easy it's more of a challenge to be that good cop who's trying to you know, seem hardcore, but he really has a heart of gold. And so, you know, he'll help the players out that, you know, he likes. Um, hey, you guys, uh, I, I know you're investigating this murder, so uh, 
he slides him a, a valise or a envelope across the table that you know has a few clues that they wouldn't normally be able to get a hold of. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I like that too. Like usually people don't pick, you know, the cop and or, or lawman. I think it's listed as in uh, Cyberpunk Red, but it, uh, it, it is, you know, because you always feel like it's either shit. I either got to be a good cop or a bad cop. You know, you don't think of all the, the the intricacies of how you can play that out, or even be retired or private eye or different things like that as well. You know, I feel subtleties to it. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. But I like how how you said too, like. Uh, it is kind of fun to play that good cop and kind of see how you can be tough in cyberpunk. Cyberpunk is fucking dark and rough, you know, but, but, but still try to maintain that. I don't know the, the, the good person, you know, and that's, it's difficult in cyberpunk. But when I, when I was a kid, you know, way back in my day when I played before GMing and like, I, I had a, a, a campaign going with a buddy of mine, Eric, who got me into cyberpunk actually, uh, doing a whole campaign where I was the cop, I played a cop, and I played a good one, and uh, and I felt like that was more fun than just being crooked and doing whatever. I can do that as a solo, a fixer, a, you know. But as right. a, as a cop, I felt like it was kind of fun to, you know, try to help people and try to do what's right. And like I don't know, it was like you were severely outnumbered all the time in Cyberpunk in, in, with those morals, <laughs> but it was so fun. Right, and see, because I like to like make it a living, breathing world. And in a living, breathing world, there are good guys, bad guys, and people in the middle. They're not all, you know, going to stab you in the back. Most of them will. Granted, yeah. you know, it's cyberpunk. But not everyone will. And finding that one good either PC or NPC and holding on to it because, uh, well, I know I can trust this guy because he had the chance to kill me and he didn't. Yeah. So I think I can trust him. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so what did you think... You you still GM and you still run games and stuff oh, and you're, you're oh yeah. you know still passionate and I know like I've seen you uh, talk online like you know you're excited to see what Cyberpunk Red is when it comes out and compare it you know oh yeah but you have a long history with 2020 what did you feel like uh, about other versions of Cyberpunk other than 2020 like you Cyberpunk is your your core favorite out of everything right 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 um. You mean like Shadowrun and things like that? Yeah, just oh yeah. Let's go any 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 other uh, role playing games and any other uh, you know versions, versions of, of Cyberpunk. Okay. Yeah, yeah, the ones that came out. Um, so, but in general, well, Shadowrun, Shadowrun was a very popular game, uh, direct competition for Cyberpunk, and I respect it for what it is. Not quite my favorite, but you know, I know it does have its you know good points. As far as other versions of Cyberpunk, um. Again, I've been st sticking with 2020, even when V3 came out. And But Red has a few more potentials than V3, I think. It's going to be a bigger book, more hacked with stuff. So I want to, you know, pour over that and introduce it to my players because I want to read it thoroughly, introduce it to my players and tell me, you know, what they think and if they want to move over to Red or stay in 2020. Yeah. But, um, it's cool. Yeah, I've liked I've liked elements of uh, V three, mainly the agents. I love the idea of a, a a mini smart, literally smart phone in your pocket. Yeah, because that has like an intelligence of one or two or something like that. And so I love the fact that you got a second brain in your back pocket. Yeah, it makes more sense than like twenty twenty, like the that really futuristic flip phone that they had imaged in there. Oh the... yeah. <laughs> that that lovely flip phone that costs like five hundred dollars a month. Yeah. 
<laughs> that's so funny. Um, yeah, and that's a good point about Shadowrun. And you said, you know, it's cool, but not a fan of Yeah, I'm the same way. Like, you know, I started with Dungeons and Dragons. You know, I started with AD&D, and that's when I first got into role-playing games and then got into Cyberpunk. And, you know, I still like D&D. I like 5th Edition, whatever. But, um, but yeah, I think that uh, it, it's just – it's kind of – interesting to me when there's a little bit too much crossover like i always i can appreciate D D being that fantasy magic and potions and creatures and like that's cool for that right and i love cyberpunk even more but i can appreciate both for different reasons like just that that is more based on reality it's the dark dystopian future cybernetics guns it's more modern you can, future you can see yourself there you can close your eyes you can see yourself there totally oh yeah definitely it's to me more immersive because it's more based on reality things you know like but um, but I but I never really like I I thought Shadowrun was kind of cool, but I never really fully got into it when I was younger, and then throughout the years because I always felt like it was combining too much of both, and I didn't like that. I like everything to kind of stay in its lane. Like over here is my fantasy and magic and potions and dragons and shit, and over here is my fucking more realistic shit. You know what I mean? Yep, this guy right here is like you know, if you got a guy who can throw a fireball, why do you need a guy with a grenade launcher? Right, yeah, you know. <laughs> but I can totally get like why people might like both because you know if you like that and you like that, some people like to combine it and like you know don't put my yeah. peanut butter in my chocolate. You put my chocolate in my peanut butter, sort of thing, you know. And like right. <laughs> some might like that, but me personally, like I do like chocolate and peanut butter, but I don't. But I like my cyberpunk right. here and my D and D over there, you know. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah, and thanks. I'm looking at the chat, man. Thanks, David. I see you. And uh, and Susan, I see you guys on uh, on YouTube and Facebook and uh, sharing the stream and everything, man. Really appreciate that. We really do love the support. And anybody watching, yeah, this is live. And uh, we do have the chat open if you want to go to YouTube.com slash Mulligan Live. Or I think it's, yeah, it might be Mulligan Live on Twitch, too. Uh, but, yeah, join join there if you've got any questions. We're here with Phil McCracken. Phil McCracken's old school GM. And uh, you can check out the Game Master Tips episode we just uh, went over. And it's a bunch of great tips for campaign building and stuff. But um, let, let me ask you this. When it comes to cyberpunk, and obviously, like, you know, you love 2020. You're a role-playing game guy, tabletop. How do you feel about the video game coming out? Are you a video game guy? Um, I had actually retired from video games. But with the emergence of 2077, I'm going to get back into it. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I've been waiting, not since the beginning, but I've been waiting a long time for a, a cyberpunk video game. And this is, you know, finally my chance to, you know, not have to close my eyes and see the world. I can just see it with all the other fans. Yeah, I think that's cool. I can share. I don't have to describe the world. Hey, click. There it is. Yeah, I think that's going to be cool. I'm, I'm like you. I'm not really big in, into video games like I was when I was younger, when I was a kid and um, right. but now like I do, I do some VR, like I love the HTC vibe. I run uh, virtual reality live online. Mm-hmm. If anybody is from there or wants to check that out, whatever, um, we stream those games live and VR is its own, its own thing. And I can appreciate that, but I'm just like, I, I love the open world of role playing games like tabletop. That's why I love cyberpunk. I'll still throw down in some D and D, but I love just the open world aspect of that. But I'm like you, I feel like, man, when 2077 comes out, I'm, I'm going to have to get that and check that out. It is an open world in there, you know, more limitations than the tabletop. But I'm excited to, like you say, said, see it, you know, like, man, because you see the, 
the trailers and the concept art that they've been putting out for mm-hmm. it. It's just, ooh, it's so good. <laughs> I, I, I like to think of us on the cusp of a cyberpunk renaissance, if you will. I mean, they re-release, re-release the old material for you know anyone who wants to get caught up in the beginning. Yep. Then we've got Red coming out, and then 2077. So there's this whole wave of cyberpunk coming at us, and I'm really excited about it. Yeah. No, I, I think I think that's a great way to put it is the cyberpunk renaissance. I mean, we are on the cusp of this sort of evolution of it. Like, there's this huge uh, buzz building about it, Thank, thankfully for the video game and the creation of Red. And I think everybody's just hyped on both of those ends, but it's all that cyberpunk. And then you see, like, the cyberpunk genre in general, whether it's film and TV, Altered Carbon, and all these things you see uh, that have been kind of building up over the past year or so, and, like, all the mm-hmm. other groups online. It's just... I'm with you. I think the buzz is building, and I think you know. Thank we have a lot of thanks to the video game, and obviously the new version of Red Hype coming up. But um, I think it's going to bring a lot of uh, a lot of new players and GMs to the scene. What I want to do is hopefully, and I think you share this thought. Those who don't know that Cyberpunk is a tabletop, and there's a lot of people anticipating the release of 2077, not knowing that it's an actual tabletop role-playing game. I'm hoping to take some of those people and drag them onto the tabletop. You know, pull them off the video game and drag them back to where we are in Red or 2020, whichever one. But uh, most likely Red, because that'll be closest related to the game that they can relate to. So, yeah. hey, yeah, play that game. Hey, come over here. Let me show you what. Yeah, <laughs> I, th- I could see that happening totally because, like uh, we've said before in previous episodes of the podcast, and uh, you know, the Cyberpunk Uncensored. Uh, cat podcast and stuff how uh you know the video game i think is building so much hype because of the style it is it's that open world video game it's that sandbox feel that where uh those genres of video games are they, they they're their own fucking like thing man they have such a fan base right. and they the hype is huge and stuff and then like we've sure. said before people that love that open world they're going to realize like, Oh my God, like, well, hell the tabletop is like, it's a, it's a complete open world, even more than a video game. Cause there's absolutely no limitations on what you can think of and do. And, you know, I, I do right. think that some of those people will, will probably do both or, you know, come over. I think that'll be really cool. And let's face it, you know, if you can customize the size of your schwanz, yeah. Why wouldn't you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. And I see uh, some other, some other people here. Uh, OFR 1960 saying Nays Garden. Hell yeah, I'm a big fan of of, uh, of Ben over there. Nay Nay at Nays Garden, man. We go way the hell back, back on the East Coast in Florida. And uh, yeah, we all support each other's streams. So that's awesome. I'm glad you guys came over to check us out. Um, I don't know if you guys have played Cyberpunk or you know what this is, but I'm glad to have your support. This is We're talking about the role-playing game. This is Cyberpunk Uncensored, an episode of the podcast. I'm chatting with my buddy Phil McCracken here. And, um, and yeah, let me remind people, too, that if you're online, uh, go to Facebook, check out Cyberpunk Uncensored, and that's where you can find Phil. He's always open to chat with people, um, players, GMs. Uh, you know, one thing I love about you, man, you're always, like, uh, very accessible online and stuff. Like, you're very open to people. Like, I love the, the topics you post, but then you're, you also engage and you chat with people, like, respectfully, you know, like, you're not, like, yeah, trolling absolutely. and arguing, you know? <laughs> oh, no, no, no. I mean, because, you know... The, the world doesn't exist without people and you know I want to interact with those people and yeah. I, like, I like to think of myself as a cyberpunk ambassador if you will hell yeah I think that's a great way to put it and 
man, I, I get that a lot too. Um, I feel that vibe online when I post, you know, whether it's the Game Master Tip episodes, the podcast or Cyberpunk Uncensored, the video or, or podcast version, um, the live play, whatever. It seems like the community, whether player or even GMs or other streamers or people with their own content, they're still supportive. They're still like, hell yeah, man, more content, more people pushing cyberpunk because we all know like whether it's me or you or somebody else, if we're all promoting cyberpunk in our own ways or similar ways or same ways, whatever, it's still creating more of a buzz and more attention, which is going to lead to more players joining the community, more GMs becoming available. And like, it's just, it, you know, which is going to make it more popular, which means then our Talsorian games is making more money, which means then they're producing more source books and modules and cool goodies for us, you know? RPG, more source books. Yeah. No, and, yeah, let me ask you that. What are you excited? Like, I know you're you're waiting to see what red is. You haven't, you know, you uh, haven't fully gotten into that. It's not out yet. Maybe by the time somebody's watching this video, it is already. But at this point of of right. streaming this, it's not. But um, and I know you're waiting to see that. You're excited to see what they did and what you can implement. And I can tell you with an advanced copy, I I know you're gonna love it. And you're gonna love the fact that you can implement 2020 and mix and match. You know, just like with any uh, most role playing games now, like things are flexible. And you know. Our Talsorian games, Mike Pondsmith has always been awesome. In every cyberpunk book, you know, they always put stuff like, but make it your own, change it. If something doesn't work for you, you know, add your own gangs, add this and do, you know, it's very uh, open world and flexible too within itself, which I really like. But right, right. aside from the hype on Red, and, I, and like I said, I know you're happy for that. What else are you excited about when it comes to cyberpunk? Like, is it more source books or modules and things? And specifically, what, what, what are you excited to see? Well, what I'm hoping to see is what they didn't do with 2020. They didn't bring out a source book for Trauma Team. They didn't bring out a source book for Techies. I want to see if they're going to fill in the gaps that were missed the first time around. You know, you know fans were still waiting. I mean, we had source books for solos and media, and, you know, that was great. And we wanted all of them, and they were never produced. So hopefully bring all that to in the red because trauma team is still a thing trauma team is probably always going to be a thing right and i think that's the one i'm most excited for hopefully a trauma team uh source book hell yeah that's really cool and that's a, a good point to make i think that would be exciting like i'm excited like i love the night city source book for 2020 you know i love right. the, the chromebooks morgan blackhands you know i yes. love all, all i mean fuck it i love all the source books that they made <laughs> but i do i do <laughs> see like what you're saying, like a gap in some of the role stuff, that would be cool in red if they were to come out with either one big ass like Bible of roles, you know, and like maybe it takes each role and gives you all the other little goodies that you would see, or like you said over time, like release a separate source book for each role and kind of do it over time or whatever, but cover all of them, you know, and some of the other roles that maybe you're not playing but are a major part of that world, like you said, trauma team, you know. Right, because if you're not playing them, you have a source book and you say, well, let me read this. Oh, that's interesting. Let me play that now. Exactly. You know, Just more get... information. Yeah, more information for the GM, and it makes makes the game more rich, more deep and cool, you know? I'm also excited. Right. Like, I, I'm excited. Like, I want to see, like I said, a Night City source book. Like, I love when they get into, like, city depth and the grittiness of different parts of town and all that. But um, one thing, I did it, uh, an interview with Jay Gray from our Talsorian Games, and um, right. that's up on the, on the YouTube, and I, I made a podcast version, so Cyberpunk Uncensored, anywhere you see that, uh, if you're listening or watching this, you can check that out. But um, we talk about the different source book things, and like he, he mentioned, 
about like the new black chrome being like the ultimate one for red where um, it's not, oh, I think we might have lost you. Oh, everyone stand by. We are live. I think we just lost Phil. No, I'm still here. Oh, okay, good. We can at least hear you. Um, see if you can get the video back there. I think it flipped on us. And what's up, Cyber Smiley? That's cool. Healthy paranoia. Yeah, trauma team. They were saying yeah, corp report and med tech book or a Chromebook five. I was just going to talk about the Chrome thing. I'm just yeah. want to make sure Phil gets back. And Smiley saying yeah, techie med techie source book. Yeah, I think that was cool. Oh, there you are. I see you now. Um, yeah, Phil, when you brought up a tech book, would be kind of fun, like with all like the the goodies and gadgets. But let me mention this. Let me get back to what I was saying about Jay Gray. In that interview, he mentions about uh, the the black Chromebook kind of being ultimate for red, and he talks about how it's not just going to be like typical Chromebooks where it is, here's what it is, uh, you know, here's uh, the price or your description, whatever. It's very red focused where it explains like how you have to source this and find it or whatever. Because, you know, the whole thing right. with red is, war, you know, malls went bye-bye. Exactly. Like, you know, in red, it's post-nuclear fallout from the fourth corporate war pocket nuke and shit. So like things are just getting rebuilt, factories are re-going and there's a lot of like, finding things because like you just can't go to a store and get it you know um so i think that that's really cool that i think chrome is going to be deeper than it's ever been it's not just going to be a list of goodies it's going to like get into like oh you know these are the parts areas where we last saw this or something maybe or here's the materials you need to get to make this happen and then you got to find some like a techie to put it together or something i don't i don't know what to expect but it sounds like it's going to be pretty cool (laughs) oh yeah i like that because you know I like to be down and dirty. It's uh, I will seldom run a game where you're running against a corporation. I have, but seldom because you know, you guys are on the streets. You you're in the midst of all the grime and the, the high tech and low life, and yeah, I want you guys to be able to just not you know dial up you know your local vendor mat and say hey you know send me over a cyber arm. I want you to go out there and find it and find somebody then to attach it and then yeah 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 no i love that it just makes it more you can it's more rich as you say yeah as as like for a gm it just it gives you more opportunity to you know build more tangents to your campaign because you might have this one campaign idea and it might even span over a few sessions like you know they have to go here to talk to this dude to find this to then lead to the end whatever you know um but within that yeah because of the way red is you could totally end up like yeah they got to get here but in the mix of that they find this and they know and then the players are just okay hold on a minute let's go do this with that or you know like it can lead to something else or maybe when they go to find someone and they're like yeah you, you know they have to find this item uh because of how red is that's its own adventure they don't just find it and move on to the person they got to sell it to or end the right. campaign it ends up being its own campaign at that point like okay now you got to go source that fucking item which is its own few sessions and dangers and things and then they get that then they got to get back to where they were and finish that one so it, it is definitely it's got more uh i don't know depth to it that uh gm can pull options from and like tangents out of you know right right because with the original chromebooks they were beautiful trust me anyone who doesn't see or hasn't seen a chromebook look them up they're great like you said but that's just shopping in a mall that that's there's no there's no danger to that. It's yeah. Yeah. Well, not true unless something's at like a, a night market or midnight market or whatever, you know? Oh yeah, that's true. 
So <laughs> it can change. And that's one thing like uh, I was talking to Jay about too is how in red, like even like the, the normal things, like you might, you can't just go to a store. You might have to like find a night market and get things that have been sourced. So that's a, a little toned down in the sense that then there's a midnight market, which is like that's your illegal shit and your you know hot items and drugs and crazy shit you know so like yeah and some some things within that can end up its own mission or side tangent thing or you meet someone that's like yeah no i can get you that but you gotta talk to my boy over here and meet him there on tuesday and you know like it could turn into its own thing because not everything's just available you know right right and that's where the uh nomads become so powerful because they're traveling between states picking these things up or you know shuttling them from San Francisco to Night City or Los Angeles or what have you and you know they've got this this power now that I love it I'm really looking forward to because uh, I said that I think our first interview my best friend Ray loves playing nomads and this is going to be an opportunity for him to really shine because you know Hey, you guys have some actual clout now. It's oh yeah, not they're... that they did before. Because in 2020, you could transport back and forth, but now they're recognized as a oh yeah, a force to be reckoned with. Now they're like you know they're they're a respectable sort of thing to the community and government and corpse and everyone because like they are your source to like get from city to city, get goods and travel and like they kind of have that shit locked down. And luckily, they're like kind of noble family men or whatever. And what's up, Chris Bennett? Yeah, see, saying what's up, Robin Phil. And uh, hey, yeah, yeah, and I, I just wanted to mention real quick. We'll, we'll go on with that conversation, but I see healthy paranoia. said uh, they missed an opportunity to add some game stuff into the Dark Horse book that twenty seventy seven. Let me know what you're thinking about that. What you meant by that? Because in my mind, um, I kind of dig that they put, you know, some interesting lore with parts of town and how it leads to twenty seventy seven from Red. It allows, I don't know, some cool like you can kind of see where it's headed. So you know, like, throughout the time of Red leading towards there, how things can, what direction different parts of town and things gangs have done. Like, for instance, talking about nomads, one thing that I love about the Dark Horse book is how they put, uh, you know, they explain how nomads going into 2077 are more considered, they're, they're all like gang members now. They all kind of made gangs, and the biggest one, I, I always forget the fucking name, it was like the biggest nomad pack. But um, it, it makes sense to me, because it's like, they evolved. You know, they went from you know, this sort of post-apocalyptic nomad Mad Max beyond Thunderdome family wanderers from 2020, in my mind, you know, going into red, noble, we're in charge of transportation now, we're standing up, we've got this sort of like stand-up, th- you know, position that is respectable and helping everyone. And then once 2077 developed and the world is getting back to normal, transportation's back to normal, communication's back up, they're not needed anymore to do that shit, so what, they're out of a job. And, uh, I'll, all day, all Delgado, yeah. Thank you, Chris Bennett. Um, but uh, you know they're out of a job, so now all of a sudden they're like, "Fuck, what are we gonna do? We, we don't have like corp skills and shit, you know? They can't go be an exec." <laughs> Although there is multi-classing in red, which is kind of fun. But um, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. It's kind of neat. I can't get into it, obviously, but it's cool. But um, but you know the jobs aren't there. 2077, they got transportation locked down again, so now nomads are turning into gangs. And I wouldn't have known that, that that's how it's slowly developing from red to 2077 if it wasn't for the timeline and from info that was in that Dark Horse book. So to me, I, I feel like they did include a lot of cool lore and things that you can pull into a game. But I'm curious what Healthy Paranoia meant by they missed an opportunity to add some game stuff. I'm thinking, uh, you know, I'm just wondering what, what kind of stuff you were hoping to see in there or whatever. 
but yeah, um, yeah. If, if you're still there, just chat. Oh, okay, there you go. <laughs> There's ads. They could have. Oh, I, I love the fake ad stuff. Um, unless you're talking about like real ads, but they could could have had it with you. Had the book uh, either? I think. Sorry, hard on hard time. I know autocorrect can fuck you up there. Uh, either you get an accessory sheet with the ad stats. Oh, if you could have had. Oh man, that's really hard to read. Sorry. Hold your phone, whatever, over the ad to see mechanics for 2020 or red. Oh, Cassie, you're saying in red they should have. They should add red lore in the ads. Oh, Cassie, you're saying like do something where like you can hit the ad, um, and maybe get like some juicy lore info for the games. Is that what you're saying? That 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 is very cool. But you know what? I can't knock. Uh, what it is. The artwork's badass. The lore that they did include those fake ads. Like, I'm appreciative of that stuff. It's really cool. But, um, but yeah, no no doubt that if they would add in some other stuff, you know, that would have been better. Uh, you know, even more is always appreciated, <laughs> you know. Uh, they could have shown but maps. But your whistle. Yeah. Uh, they could have they could have shown maps development of the city decade by decade. Yeah, and let me tell you, that's one thing. If you check out the interview I did with Jay Gray... Uh, and that's on the YouTube channel. Uh, you can see that in past videos after this. Go check that out. We talk about all kinds of great shit that you'll, you'll learn about Red, which is cool. Um, it was awesome that he was able to say the things he did. But uh, one thing he talks about is in Red, they're going to have that. They're going to have a, map, a series of maps that show Night City prior, Moreno Bay or whatever, uh, le uh, leading up through 2020, going into uh, Red and how it was developed and gets into that. I don't know if... There's going to be an extent, you know, there's, an, there's a map of it, but he said it's not going to be as detailed as like, you know, the Night City source book, obviously. That's its own beast. But, uh, but yeah. they do have a series of maps that do kind of show Night City in the development up through Red. Well, a new map for Red will show this nice big patch where there used to be stuff and then there was a nuke that went off. And, uh, yeah, see I'm, that hole? That hole right there? Yeah, that yeah. I'm, I'm curious. <laughs> I'm curious what it's going to be. I mean, they're, they're, that's definitely going to be part of the process, one of the steps. But I think in red, you know, the idea is that it's been Fallout now long enough. It's like what, you know, uh, 2045 or whatever it is. So it's been right. long enough now that, like, people are moving back in. Things are being rebuilt. I don't know that it's going to just be a crater during red as much as new shit has been built there now where it once was. But but obviously a complete restructure, rebuild. I think in the 2077 right. book it mentions how they completely moved the city across the bay. Um, so that's something to, to consider. But like I said, can't go into too much detail. The the advanced copy of the rule book that we were given to stream and use for our games and stuff, it really is just like the rules and stuff. It has a little taste of things, but there is a lot of, uh, to learn more, see page XXXXX, and it's not included. So like we have the rules, but we don't have everything. Mm -hmm. and, and that's why I'm referring people to that interview I did with Jay Gray because he talks a lot about stuff that's missing and a lot. He goes into depth about it, a few things that's pretty cool, a lot of good stuff to learn. But uh, but the map thing is definitely there's going to be a series of maps in there that will be you know kind of like that. Definitely. Oh yeah. They had augmented reality stuff for a game mag cover that should have been in the Dark Horse book. I don't know what you mean by that. I'm sorry. I'm confused by that. <laughs> Trying to involve well, I'm some. Sure that Re... I'm sure Red will have a plenty of. Uh, augmented reality stuff yeah. so even if it wasn't in the dark horse they'll more than make up for it in the book yeah no exactly because like you know all that stuff is still going on and there's still you know the tech and I think that's one thing that's kind of cool about Red is like it's still high tech low life 
if not brought to more extremes because now the high tech you got, you've got a source. You've got to have a tech build it. You've got to source the materials. You know, it's not so easy just going to a store. But it's still there. There's still cybernetics and AVs flying around and fucked up weapons of the future. You know, like there's still right. the high tech. Don't get it wrong. But there's a touch of that post-apocalyptic feel with everything being red and dingy and just getting out of that nuclear fallout shit. So it's, I think it's cool. It's, it's still got, I don't know, a touch of everything. It just feels a little more dangerous and, and gritty. I love it. Oh, yeah, it's kind of hard to have a street battle and all of a sudden this red shit starts raining down on you. You kind of lose your motivation to shoot the guy. You just want to run indoors. Yeah. Yeah, and you say Jay's nice makes me guilt, uh, makes me feel guilty uh, for using the trove to download. Yeah, man, let me let me just say, like, that's cool. You, you want to get your digital copies downloaded and get your free stuff. And, like, er, er, you know, everybody is guilty of, like, back in the day using Napster and shit and LimeWire for music and, like, going up. And now, you know, there's all these sites. There's torrents, free movies. I mean, there's all kinds of shit like that out there. You're not going to stop it. Once the technology is created, you know, you can't destroy it and people are still going to do it. All I can say is, man, if you love cyberpunk, if you like it, at least buy the books too, you know, like, right. you know, download your, your free shit. That's fine. Like everybody's ripping off stuff, whatever, but at least still show support, go to their site and, and buy their shirts. Like I do. I own all the cyberpunk shirts, buy all the books, buy all the things like have the physical copies, support the company so they can make more and they can succeed. So we can still have this growing and going in the future, you know? So I like the I like the fact that Jay uh, mentions that a lot, you know, and he busts some balls about it, and he encourages people to show support. I do too. I agree with him one hundred percent. Same here. Always, yeah. you know, show love for your your fandom. Exactly. <laughs> so yeah, I think uh, I think we covered uh, everything. I wanted to go into the history of you into it. Wanted to get your vibe on, on the, the video game and on Red to Come and what, what you're looking forward to and all that. Um, I think we covered all that. Is there anything else that you wanted to mention or go over that, that maybe we forgot? Uh, nothing pops into my mind. Of course, it's going to be 10,000 things after we I know. End, end the podcast, but right now, nothing is springing to mind. Well, the good thing is, you know, you're part of the Cyberpunk Uncensored family and the group. You help run it and, you know, you've done plenty of the episodes. You're kind of like a an unofficial co-host here. Um, just like I've got a few, uh, a few key friends that always help out and stuff, and you're always one of them, man. So, like, if we did forget something, I'm not stressing too hard because you'll be back. We'll do another episode, I'm sure. Oh, we'll yeah. do another podcast. You know how, you know. <laughs> so, but, yeah, anybody. We'll a, podcast er- a podcast errata. Yeah, exactly. We forget the last time. Yeah. And, uh, and, uh, and also, I wanted to mention, too, uh, anybody watching, once this video actually posts and go live, I know it's uh, live right now. I mean, like, when it posts the version online for sharing all that stuff make sure you like share it make sure you check out the end card because i'm going to link uh to the game master tips episode that we did with phil um where he goes over campaign building tips because that's a great episode um it's short and sweet easy digestible and like you'll, you'll love it if you're a gm you'll, you'll enjoy it if you're a player too it's some good good stuff but um I hope so, yeah. yeah no I, I really enjoyed it i think you know i'm gonna when i get out of here i'm probably gonna make sure that that's posted and ready to go and i'm gonna start sharing it around online because i think people need to see it but uh but yeah anybody watching please show us some love like and share the video subscribe to the youtube channel check out the links in the description uh once we get out of this live feed i'm gonna go update that and i'm gonna put the links to our pages and podcasts and things for support i'm also going to include links and info from our sponsors we have sirenscape cyberfight clothing elderwood academy 
Um, I, I know I'm forgetting uh, some, but either way, oh, Lion Banner Games, uh, hooking us up with the maps. Uh, you, you'll see the logos at the bottom at the beginning of the stream, but check out the description. I'm going to go update that with links to those discount codes, all that goody stuff. Check it out. Show them some support, too. We really appreciate them. But, yeah, everybody tuning in, let me just check the chat one more time, make sure I didn't miss anything. Um, got a Discord. No, I don't run a Discord. I mean, I've got my personal, and uh, but I don't run a group there. I just run the Cyberpunk Uncensored group on Facebook, the Instagram account, the fan page. Uh, Mulligan Live on YouTube is probably the the number one spot I'm pushing, that and the Twitch, uh, to try to build up more subscribers and stuff. Uh, Patrick, yeah, man, thank you for tuning in. He thanked us for the stream. Well, we thank you. And uh, David, everybody, I see everybody you know, saying what's up. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We really appreciate that. You know, we do this because we're passionate about it. No one's fucking paying us or whatever, you know? Like, we do it because we're passionate. So, you know, we, we really appreciate the validation from the community. When you like the video and you share it and you comment and you, you show that you, you like what we're doing, it means everything to us, man, because, like, we're pouring our heart and soul into it because we love it. And, like, you're totally validating us when you give us the props for that shit. So love it. Keep it going. And we'll see you next time. Take care, Phil. Take care, everybody that's tuning in. See you, Rob.